Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to A Living Color Abroad, and I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And on this episode, you're going to be listening to me talk about my thoughts on the U.S. election. I give you my perspective as someone that's living abroad that followed the election. Um, I talk about why voting is super important, why representation matters, and finally, why social media, in my opinion, is super toxic. <laughs> I think I tied up in a nice bow for you. Hope you enjoy. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Right, let's begin. Welcome back, all of you faithful listeners of In Living Color Abroad. I apologize for the little one-week hiatus, but um, things have been busy. Things have been busy for me um, with grad school, with work. Things are really amping up. I'm getting ready to go back home to visit my family. So it's just I had a, I did I did warn you guys to be fair in the past episode that I would uh, might have to take a little break. And, but I also did say that I might have a little election um, episode. So that one is not this one that you're hearing right now. <laughs> that one that I did was more of a rant. And I'm like, I don't want them to hear me rant. I mean, even though you probably guys would be very entertained by my ranting. For those that know me, um, are familiar with my way of thinking and my way of being, you'll be very entertained by me ranting. But I'll still try to be entertaining, but less of a rant. And just more of my thoughts from a broad perspective on the U.S. elections. So, let's begin. I don't want this to be too political. Like, this is not the. This is not like, oh, you know, I'm so glad this person won because X, Y, and Z. And this is going to be... That's not what this is about. This is just giving you my perspective from living abroad. And how it was interesting to, to witness the U.S. election and such a consequential election from living, you know, from being here in Costa Rica versus being back in the States. So... I will say this. I did vote for uh, Joe Biden. Um, he was not my first choice. Probably not even my second. But I did vote for him. So there, there's that. And I'll just leave it at that. We don't have to get into the why and how or whatever. So I voted for him. So I was, I'm pleased with the results. You know, if that result holds, which it should. Right? All things barring some kind of coup. Um, <laughs> all the, that should stand. But um, I want to talk about just like that whole process. Because it was not just an election night. Right? It was like an election week. And that was stressful, honestly. It was it was pretty stressful for me to like witness, you know, I guess democracy at work while you know counting all these ballots for an entire week. And even though I wasn't living there, right? And but it was still important to me to follow to be you know to follow what was going on. And I was like, I was I know more about counties that about America counties in different states that I would ever want to know about. Like blue counties versus red counties. How many mail-in ballots left? Like I was following that to the T. And it was I was pretty obsessive over that, I must say. And I was looking at the odds of of, of, of X person winning the state versus the other person. How many mail-in ballots left in this county? It was chaos. I don't know why I put myself through that, but I did. <laughs> I do know more about, again, U.S. counties, which is pretty cool. But again, it was it was kind of stressful to, to, to put myself through that for an entire week. And I will say that on election night, it was kind of funny because I was like in a virtual watch party with, with some people uh, from back in the States. And it felt like deja vu for the beginning where, you know, of course, because they count the election day votes first, that leaned Republican. Trump was winning in a lot of states. 
And that felt similar to what, 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 what transpired in 2016 when, you know, a different time period. But, you know, the election, the votes were coming in and Trump was winning. So, you know, you didn't expect it then. I didn't expect it now, but that still was kind of like, here we go again kind of thing, you know. So that was interesting to go through that and kind of talk through that out about <laughs> what America would look like through a second uh, Trump presidency. But that didn't happen. So anyway, so it was, you know, it was that night and then obviously the following nights, the following days and nights, the votes started coming in. And then, you know, he flipped Georgia, which was a huge deal. He flipped Arizona as of now. And yeah, and of course, as the days progressed, it was, it was you know, I was, I was pleased. And it was very interesting, of course, seeing the celebrations of like, you know, New York City, Atlanta, all these things, people just, people out in the streets, you know. Not social distance at all, at all. Wearing masks, but, you know, not social distance. I'm just celebrating, you know. Uh, I, I think more so a Trump loss than a Biden victory, but celebrating nonetheless. And um, that was kind of cool. And hearing, like, the pots and pans banging through videos I saw on Instagram as if we're, like, in the fucking 1920s. <laughs> like, people coming back from a war. But that was still pretty cool. And, of course, my friends call me, you know, like, oh, my God. Shout out to Turnbull if you're listening, Carlos. He's like, yo, we did it, bro. We did it, you know, whatever. But yeah, he called me and, you know, he he was so happy. And, you know, we were talking about it. And it sounded like he was, it was like people were like, you know, doing something in the background. But here at Costa Rica, of course, it was completely quiet. So that was kind of odd for me to see all this celebration happening in the States, you know, in select parts of the, of the United States. And, uh, and like complete silence here. And it was interesting because of, I, I then had, I went out. I was, I had plans that day. And I went out and the Uber driver asked me about the elections. And I told him and I'm like, oh, this guy won by a million votes. And he's like, how does that work? I'm like, well, it's an electoral college. And I don't even know how, I, I couldn't even explain the electoral college in Spanish. Probably less than, probably not that, not even that much more in English. But he was asking me a lot of questions. I'm like, guy, I don't really want to talk about this right now. Like, let's just, <laughs> like, it's over and done with, you know, let me, let me go on about my day. But um, it is interesting. Again, like my, I spoke to my parents about it. You know, people were texting me from other places abroad. And I'm sure I, I, I probably share this um, with my other friends that are living in different parts of the world. You know, it is it is relief. I, I will say that. Again, I don't want to get too political, but there is a kind of relief with the fact that we know that Trump will not be president, you know? And if you're listening and you disagree with that, that's okay. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Um, you know, there's this kind of relief uh, from people that did vote for, for Joe Biden and, um, you know, that Trump is not president. But one thing I do want to talk about, which I think is very important, and I think it's related to my podcast, is the vice presidency, uh, Kamala Harris. And this is what I have to say about that. Again, we're not getting too political. It doesn't matter if you like her, dislike her. And when I say like and dislike someone, it's you dislike, you know, their policies, right? And you can talk about character too, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you dislike her or like her, you cannot deny the fact that that is historic, right? You have the first female vice president in U.S. history. And the, she's and just to be, just to uh, fact check this, she's not the first person of color that is a vice president. That's actually not true. Uh, Herbert Hoover, uh, the 31st president, I believe. For those that don't know, I do know all the presidents in order. I mean, Calvin Killer, yeah, Herbert Hoover. So <laughs> I do know all the presidents in order. I learned that in fourth grade. Fun fact about Angel. But um, yeah, he, his vice president was actually Native American. Um, not fully Native American. You know, it was like three-eighths or something like that. But nonetheless, Native American, right? We, we, we can't just discount discount that fact. So she's not the first person of color, technically speaking, 
as a vice president, but she is the first woman of color and the first black and South Asian uh, vice president in, in U.S. history. And that is a huge deal. Would you, would I, however you want to slice it, that is a huge deal because at the end of the day, representation matters, and hence why I have this podcast. You, and I think uh, somebody said this on, on CNN, you can't beat what you can't see. So if people have never seen someone in power or hold office or whatever in any position, if you, if you don't see that reflection of yourself, it's much harder for you to think that that's actually possible. But thankfully, in the past, you know, 10 years, um, we have seen, the past 12 years, we have seen the possibility we had a black president and we had now a, a black and South Asian um, vice president. So thankfully, there's a generation that's, that's growing up and this is normal to them. Right. And that's pretty awesome. And that's important because representation does matter. It really does. Again, let me, th this is not to say that you should not hold her accountable or hold any elected official accountable. You need to. And that's where I'm at as far as like just any, anyone that's, that, that is representing, you know, minorities or black people or brown people. At the end of the day, that representation is, is super important and it matters. And then it matters only to a certain extent. Because at the end of the day, you want to see your values and you, and and whatever you believe in, and the reason why you voted for an official to be you know reflected, right? And your decision to vote for them, and that's with any elected official. If you vote for someone, you expect certain things to happen, right? And if they don't happen, if they don't keep their word, you vote for somebody else. That's the way it works. They don't get a pass because they're black or brown. Like it doesn't. It sh let me let me say this. It should not work that way. And I would think that most people that voted for Kamala Harris or Joe Joe Biden, whoever view the same way. They don't allow their, you know, the fact that, yes, this is a hugely important and historic uh, thing that happened. But don't let that stop you from being critical of someone just because they're black or just because, you know, they're, they're a person of color. Like, you can't, you should not do that. In my opinion, that is not, that is not being a critical thinker. So you should celebrate at every point when you see representation happening especially in spaces when it doesn't happen, like obviously the, the, the executive branch and just the U.S. politics in general, you always need to celebrate it. But then you need to become critical because we always need to hold elected officials, uh, we need to hold them to account at all times, all the time, regardless if you voted for them or not. So the same energy that people had for, vote, for being against Trump, I would like to see that same energy for holding uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to account. Because that's the only thing, in my opinion, that's the only way things actually change. You know, I mean, not just U.S. politics, anywhere around the world. Right? If you actually want change to happen, you got to hold people in power um, accountable. But yeah, so that I just want I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. But um, what else I was gonna say? But yeah, I, I think it's 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 very historic, and, and it's um, you know, and Kamala Harris also said something that was very interesting, saying she won't be the last. That's also a very important thing too, and I think it's related again to the podcast is that. When you're the first of, you got to make sure you're not the last person, right? Because you, 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 that representation still needs to keep happening. You're, you're not the, you're not a, you know, you're not the only one to do it. You're the first one, but you should not be the last one. And you are, and if you are the last one, that's a problem. Once the door is open for you, or you break through that door, or right, you break through those barriers, once that happens, you need to keep that door open for everybody else that looks like you, that you're representing, and just everyone in general, right? So there should be moving forward, more women in power, regardless if they're Republican or Democrat, right? Because we have not, we didn't, we have not had a Republican or Democrat uh, woman vice president ever. So we need, to, we need to keep that door open for those opportunities. And we need to have more 
we need to have a Latino president, right? We need to have a Native American uh, high elected official, president, vice president, whatever. We need to keep opportunities open for all people all the time. We can't just close those doors the moment we get to that to that uh, to that pedestal or what or what the case or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, so I think that's very important. And um, I will say this: it is weird, even post election now, thinking about the ramifications of you know whatever the presidency moving moving forward for people that are living abroad, like myself. And I guess I pose this question for anyone that's listening that is living abroad: is like, how do you view this? You know, let's say you voted for Biden, you're happy. Right. Let's say you voted for Trump, you're, you're not happy. But how does that affect you in your day to day? In my opinion, it doesn't. It might, but for me, it doesn't. This residency does not affect my day to day here in Costa Rica because I'm living in a different country. And I would think that it doesn't affect most people in their day to day where they're living abroad because they're living in a different country. And whether you're living, you know, and depending on the country you're living in, for those that I know, I have a friend that's living in Germany. She's, you know, she has Miss um, Merkel as as the president, right? That in Europe is pretty common to have women female presidents. So you know she has uh, Angela Merkel, I believe, is the president of Germany, or if they call them presidents there, I'm not sure. And then, you know if you have you know I spoke to someone that's living in Ireland, you know she's happy with the government in Ireland. So it doesn't really affect your day to day when you're living abroad. It, it it doesn't. And here in Costa Rica, this is a left leaning um, presidency, I would say. Um, for those that know more about me, they can probably correct me on that. But I would say it's pretty left-leaning. Um, they just legalized gay marriage here. Uh, so that's, I guess, you know, they're, I guess they're behind the times in that sense. But I think they're the first Latin American country to legalize gay marriage, which is a huge deal in the context of Latin America. So I guess in that in that way, they are very progressive when you think about it, in, you know, in, in the context of Latin America. Um, and yeah, so, you know, it doesn't... So the, the presidency doesn't affect my day-to-day so much because I'm living abroad. However... You know, it affects people that I know, right? Whether positively or negatively. Like I spoke to my parents, you know, spoke, you know, the, you know, and there's so many people that are affected the day to day. And that's what, in my opinion, that's why you vote. You don't just vote for your interest. Obviously, most people do. But, you know, it should be your interest and then the, the greater the greater good. That's what you should vote for. So whether you believe, again, whether you believe Trump is the greater good, which I disagree. But if you agree, if you think that's the greater good, then you vote for that. But if you think, you know, that Biden or whatever, the Democrats are the greater good, then you vote for that. You, you shouldn't just vote. You shouldn't. You should not just vote for your own self-interest. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to, you know, depending. There's certain things that could be enacted in law that you won't ever get to see. You know, like it might be enacted for a lifetime. For example, Supreme Court justices. Those people are appointed for a lifetime and they're going to be there while you're, you know, after you're gone. Depending on how old you are, right? But, you know, so it's 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 very crucial. It's a very It's a very critical thing. Um, to vote, in my opinion, for the greater good of society, not just your own self-interest. Um, oh yeah, this is also I think it's pretty it's pretty important. Um, the the idea of not voting. I once thought that it was an acceptable option not to vote, and I've changed my mind on that. I think, to be frank, is the most stupidest thing you could do is not to vote. It it really is. I mean, it's. If you look at, for example, states in right now, Georgia, Joe Biden won Georgia by about 10,000 votes. That's not a lot. (laughs) That's not a lot of votes. So for you to think your vote doesn't matter is just lunacy. I will say this, though, to be fair, your vote matters less in certain parts of the country. For example, if you're from, like, I'm from New York City and I'm from New York, my vote matters less in New York because New York is a super blue state. It voted 
is probably going to vote, obviously, not done kind of, but it's 70-30, most likely, or 65-35 Biden-Trump. So my vote matter carries a lot less weight in New York because of how blue it is, right? But if you're, if you're living in Pennsylvania and Florida, and even now with Texas or Georgia, right, your vote carries a lot more weight because those are considered swing states. So your vote does actually matter more than my vote. But all votes still do matter. Like you, this is your civic duty, in my opinion. You know, this is your right to vote. And you can't just give it away like nothing because then what do you have? You have nothing. If you give up your right to vote, what do you have? You got shit. You ain't got shit if you give up your right to vote. And yeah, you can say politics is corrupt and you can say that. But what are you doing to change that? If you don't vote, you ain't doing nothing. And as the old cliche goes, all politics is local. So if you don't believe in general elections, guess what your vote matters tenfold in local elections. So if you don't want to put your energy into the general election, then put your energy into local politics. Vote for your councilwoman and councilman and, you know, your, your governor and your mayor and, you know, and, and, and your, you know, the, repre- the, the, congre- uh, the representatives from your congressional districts. I mean, look at how AOC won. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for those that know, is a representative in New York. Um, and she won and she um, beat an incumbent of like 30 years. How do you think that happened? She needed to get votes. She needed, she needed to go out to people and get their votes. And that's how you did it. Don't take people for granted. Elected officials not take voters for granted. And you should not take your vote for granted either. Your vote actually does matter. And let me tell you this. If voting didn't matter, then voter suppression wouldn't be a thing. And if you know any little history about America, I don't know about other countries, but I'm sure that probably goes on other countries, voter suppression. But if you know anything about of, of American politics and voter suppression, it's a very real thing. It still happens. It happened in 2020 and 2020 elections. There was like one ballot box for an entire county. You know, they cl- they close they close polling stations all the time. And where do they close these stations? Mostly in urban areas. Because they don't want turnout to be high. And then another thing, again, not to get to be political, but these are actual facts, whether you want to accept them or not. Republicans turn out at a at a at a at a greater rate. Than Democrats, they're more reliable voters. People in the Republican Party, those that vote Republican, are more reliable voters. Those that are in the Democratic Party are not as reliable. Hence, why Democrats rely a lot on voter turnout, and that's why, for example, uh, Georgia flipped blue because of voter turnout, because of someone by the name of Stacey Abrams, where those are listening probably are very familiar with her. She registered eight hundred thousand new voters. That's insane. For you to register almost a million people in a voting cycle, that's crazy. But that's what needed to be needed to be done if they were going to flip the state. So whether it's voter suppression or getting people involved into politics, because you got to get people to believe that their vote matters, because it does. It actually does matter. It matters less in certain parts of the country. I won't. I won't say that. You know, I won't deny that. But it does matter at the end of the day. You need to vote. Because if you don't vote, you know what you have. You have a dictatorship. Then you have no voice. This is how you can say what you believe in by voting, by checking a box. Like, I want this. I don't want this. And then you also vote on other things, on, on, on propositions in your state that, you know, those are those are decided by not that many votes. You know, so I, I think, and I'm saying this for myself, too. I'm not, I'm not, like, lecturing here. Like, I'm saying this for myself, too. If, if and when I go back to the States, right, when that happens, anyone's living abroad is, we need to be more involved in general with, like, things that happen in, you know, 
in our country and in our states or wherever we live. Even here, let's say I'm going to be here a long time. Or whoever's living abroad is going to be there a long time. You got to get involved. You know, obviously you got to become, you know, a resident or a citizen to vote. But the point is, you got to get involved if, if, if it's something that you believe in. You can't just like sit back, like, all right, this is what it is. You know, obviously certain countries are different than others, right? Not every country is, you know, a super, you know, I don't want to use the word super democracy or, you know, certain countries are less democratic, right? Pro-democracy than others. For example, I'll interview someone who's living in Vietnam. The right to protest is, you don't have the right to protest in, in uh, Vietnam. It is illegal to protest in Vietnam. So while things may be okay there, you don't have the right to protest. You know, that's a, that's a huge, for me, that's a huge thing. You, you, the right to assemble is, is, a, is, a, is a bedrock of, Amer- of, a, of America, so, you know, you got to look at the context of where we're living around the world and see, all right, what, what makes sense here? What doesn't make sense to me? Yeah, so I think we just need to be more more involved, you know, for anyone that's living back in the States and um, and for myself as well. And I do wonder this, and this is something I want those who are living abroad to think about, and even you too, but I wonder because, if I'm, because I'm living abroad, if I'm, even though I'm like involved and very like, you know, I consider myself to be, pretty informed about what's happening in the U.S. as far as political things are concerned and, you know, whatever. Um, I wonder if that, if that, if me being so attached to that is taking away from what I'm doing, what I'm doing here, what I'm living through here. You know, I, I wonder that sometimes, but I don't know. I, I, that's a question for you guys out there to, to determine or, or maybe have an opinion on. And for those that are living abroad as well. Um, yeah. And also I want to say this, because I, 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 this is not going to be a rant. This is just, this is something I'm noticing. Social media is toxic. Um, I know that's pretty like, oh, no, no shit, right? But no, it, it really is. It, it, I'm, I'm realizing I'm consuming less social media now because I'm realizing how toxic it can be. People are really on social media to just argue. <laughs> they're, they're there to, to look up the net, you know, who's arguing about, well, what should we be mad about? That's really what it is. Like, all right, what's the next thing I'm going to be mad about? And to me, that's crazy. Like you, you, you literally allow social media and, and these kinds of you know apps or whatever to determine what you think about and what you decide is important. That's kind of wild. Like if you, if you if you actually take a step back, that is actually kind of wild. That things that you see on Instagram or whatever or Facebook, and you know if you see like a news flash or whatever. Then you decide, okay, this this matters because I saw this on Instagram or Facebook. That's scary. That's manipulation right there. And if you haven't seen uh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, I highly suggest you guys watch that. Super informative, um, and I agree with most of the things that they that they that they argued on in that documentary. But it's just super toxic, yo. And and I and I don't know if anyone listening is feel the same way, but I I'm just. I'm consuming a lot less. Like I, I'm, I will, I'll be the first to tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll be on Instagram for like, you know, every break, every break that I get from work, I just go on Instagram and see what's going on. And usually it's nothing. <laughs> usually nothing is going on. I'm just looking at stories that are not really that interesting. But I'm just looking at it because you know that's what you do, right? That's what you do. You go on Instagram, you check what other people are doing. That's literally what it's about. It's always being in the know. But you're being in the know about nothing. Like that's what I'm also realizing. It's like I'm really not missing a damn thing. Not a damn thing. And if I am missing something, guess what? I'll find out by somebody telling me about it. You know, if I talk to them on the phone or text them. So 
Again, I'm saying that I'm saying the obvious that that most people are agree with and know that social media is toxic. But I'm saying I'm saying this because I'm saying that I've taken a step back from my consumption of social media because when you consume it to to the to the high uh, as high as I have at certain points, like again, I'll be on it every day, just scrolling endlessly, and that shit is not good. It is not pretty. Just to be endlessly scrolling and seeing nothing. Maybe see you know I've seen things that are comedic that's the that's the good part about social media seeing things that are funny see you know uh whether it's you know tiktoks or seeing just you know funny ass videos and memes like that's what it's that's what it really is about that that's what the internet is at is at its best <laughs> but when it comes to like all right let's have an argument about this and let's see a million strangers comment to each other and reply to each other as if they give a damn as if they give a damn like it's not worth it, it it's you're wasting your energy and that's why I never, I repeat, I never comment on anything that is controversial on social media because it's absolutely pointless. I have opinions about these controversial things that I see on social media, but I'm not going to write it on a fucking comment. I'll talk to somebody over the phone about it. I'll text somebody about it. I, I have, you're wasting energy writing a comment, you know, on a page about something to, to, to post your opinion about it. Again, that's, what you're, that's with wealth and your right, but I think it's absolutely pointless. I think those conversations need to be had in person or with people that you care about, not with fucking strangers. Not with strangers. I think I think that's where we get lost. We get lost in this in this uh, matrix that is so that is social media. Speaking of the matrix, I rewatched the matrix recently. Really fucking good. Really good movie. Twenty years ago, but really good movie. But um, but yeah, I, I think that's it. I don't want this to be super long. Um, spoke about the election, right? Why voting is important, the importance of Kamala Harris as a vice president, and social media being toxic. I think that's pretty good, right? I think so. I think so. I'll leave it at that. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Hearing me, you know, talk about a myriad of things in relation to the election. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I just, I don't want to say too much about it because you just heard me talk for about 25 minutes. So there's not really much reflection uh, for me to do on my own thoughts <laughs> in this kind of uh, episode when it's a solo episode. But um, I do want to say that uh, as far as like future episodes, I don't think I'll be uploading an episode for the next couple of weeks. Not because I don't want to, but like as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, grad school is definitely taking up more of my time as more assignments are being, you know, more, I guess, bigger assignments are due. It's going to take up more of my time and work is still work. And I'm gonna also be going to New York in a couple of weeks, uh, by the time this episode airs. So yeah, so I, and I don't think I'll be uploading an episode while I'm in New York. I think I'll be more focused on spending time with my family. This has been a very a very long time now since I've seen them, which has been since January. So it's been about what nine months since I've seen them. So yeah, it's been quite a while. Um, but yeah, um, but who knows? Maybe I will upload an episode. Maybe I will uh, interview someone. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Don't, I guess, don't hold your breath. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But as always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And seriously, please leave a review. That helps me a lot, you know, with ratings and stuff like that. Please follow me on Spotify. And also follow me on my Instagram, at InLivingColorAbroad. You can follow that page. That page, that page is definitely taken off. I have about, like, over 500 followers on that page. I'm very happy with that following that I've built there. But, yeah. See you next week or in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Take care. This is 11 Color Abroad. Peace.